You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Drogheda, the Renault Dealer of the Year and most Google-reviewed dealership in Ireland. For award-winning customer service you can trust, visit us today. Blackstone Motors, drive with peace of mind. 041-983-1100. You're very welcome to Tuesday afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Lots of interesting people for you to meet today and chat for the next couple of hours. And we will be telling you all about our Christmas cuties competition. Yes, Miss Ava Flynn, my granddaughter, will be reminding you what this is all about. And we'll tell you, we have a great week lined up next week. So if you have a little one that sings or tells a story or talks about Christmas, stay with us on Late Lunch this afternoon. Now, let's get straight to it. She's an international star in the world of opera. For a decade, she was principal soloist at the Bavarian State Opera in Munich, made her debut this year at the Met Opera in New York, and she was part of the recently formed brilliant Irish National Opera. Tara Erhardt is performing at St Peter's Church of Ireland in Drogheda this Thursday evening in the Drogheda Classical Series. And I'm truly delighted to welcome, I'm going to say this now with a deep breath, the diva from Dundalk to late lunch. I, I, I'm just staying back a little bit from the microphone here. Does that sit OK with you? Don't you worry. First of all, thanks a million for having me back. Um, no, diva is very funny. So European, on the continent, diva is kind of a compliment. Mm. Yeah. And they'd say it's like the prima donna in the ballet. The, the diva is the person who sings the main role. Here, diva has the most ridiculously negative connotations. So I'd be mortified if somebody thought I was a diva. I don't know what my family would say, but I, I'd like to think I'm not. I think it rings lovely, to be honest, which it just suits you perfectly. I do mean this again. It's a real pleasure to have you with us on the show this afternoon. I will never forget the last time you were in St. Peter's uh, Church of Ireland in Drogheda. Tara, how do you do it? 
How do you take that voice and throw it all around? That it's just mesmerising. Oh, thank you very much. I've been blessed with great singing teachers, first of all. Um, and the main thing you need is a technique. You know, everybody can sing. I firmly believe a hundred percent of the population, everybody can sing. And the training that you get then for your ear so that you can hold a melody and also then technically that you can produce a bigger sound comes down to the teaching. There I'm looking at you and I just wonder, and I'm looking for the amplification and the microphones and everything. (laughs) And I'm saying, there ain't any. No, no, not at all. Not at all. And I mean, you know, you can go from the smallest room where there might only be five or ten people to a room where there might be three or four thousand. And you have to know then how to amplify yourself with your own muscles, your own body rather than any microphone that is the secret and the technique and all the hours and the years and the work of practice etc this time around Dervla Collins with you on the beautiful piano piano there you know it well you've been there before of course and Ulrich Pluta is a clarinet so that's the three year uh, that's the show on Thursday yes yeah a full chamber music so what we've done is taken some very classical Christmas Mm -hmm. pieces like from Brahms and Schubert and that's chamber music where you have to have a singer, a pianist and another instrumentalist. So we've done that. And then the second half, I'm going to do some kind of opera's greatest hits and then some great Christmas pieces. So it's a real kind of rounded evening. It's not often I get to do such an intimate concert where I can pick everything. And I have to say, Pauline has been absolutely amazing because she just let me do a wish list of all the things I want us. Um, but again, in an intimate setting like the church, it's, it's a really special programme because I don't often get to do mm. such a programme. Isn't that marvellous? And folks, I'm just looking at the smile here <laughs> and what this means to this woman. And I can tell you this, tickets, there are a few tickets remaining for the show and I've been there before and I'm going this Thursday again. I wouldn't Super. miss it for the world, I promise you. <laughs> if you'd like to see something really special in the North East this Christmas and a star from the North East, a world star, she's in St Peter's Church of Ireland in Drona this Thursday evening. I'll just give you the quick details. You want to get onto this quickly, folks. If you want a ticket, www.drihed.com That's Drihed, D-R-O-I-C-H-E-A-D The phone number, 041 9833946 that's 0419833946 or you can drop in to the Drihid Art Centre personally in Stockwell Street and you mentioned the great Pauline Ashwood who was with us outside Absolutely. she's a busy busy lady <laughs> and what a what what a woman she's been for this genre incredible absolutely incredible And I mean, if you look back, so let's say I've been abroad now for 10 years and when I went away, there was absolutely no kind of classical scene Mm. in this area at all, Mm. if if I'm very honest. Also, no opera really in the country except for the festival in Wexford. And if you look at the work that has happened in the last 10 years, it's absolutely amazing. I mean, the international artists that come to Drogheda now, it's incredible. And people Mm. know of the festival, people know of the series, people know Pauline. And they're delighted and excited to come. And it's really exciting internationally that we have that here in the Northeast, that people don't have to, you know, march the whole way to Dublin or go to Cork or wherever the things might be Mm. happening. It's really, really impressive. Also, the facilities are here. And I think it's so wonderful that the county council and that they they allow people to use all the facilities that the yes, town has. You know, it's absolutely. really impressive. Absolutely, it's really impressive. And well done again to Pauline Ashwood. The last thing I was going to say, you can take your chances on Thursday night and rock up to the door. Absolutely. But I advise you, book, <laughs> get your tickets because you won't be disappointed if you do that. Now, 
It's been another whirlwind year for you. It's you been a great you did a year, decade yeah. in, in Munich and that comes to its natural conclusion. I just wanted to ask you, is this six foot six fella still on the scene over there? That's the clarinet player. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see him on Thursday. <laughs> is he? Is he? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And uh, despite the fact that you've wrapped up in Munich, that's that goes on? Indeed. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the life of a singer, I, I am really never anywhere longer than, well, if it's a new opera, maybe two and a half months but generally each contract of mine is maybe a month and a half so six weeks long so the travel is amazing Mm. you know and I get to go really go everywhere and then explore because you've got time in the city Mm. Um, but what's been really exciting over the last 12 months is that I was able to come home to work I mean it's just incredible so that brings us on a lovely natural segue by you to the new <laughs> Irish National uh, Opera and Fergal Sheil is another man who right. resides not a stone's throw <laughs> exactly. from it. isn't this amazing look at the culture we this have in incredible. the northeast. but Fergal uh, one of the principals there what about this what, what do you make of this new initiative it's massive I mean it, first of all it was timely it was very wanted and needed I believe uh, in the country purely because the exporting of Irish singers, Irish voices that we have, it's unbelievable. You know, if you look around the big German cities, there's Irish singers full-time, in full-time employment in every big German city, every small German city too. And I was thinking, well, I had never heard of 98% of them until I moved abroad. I thought this is an absolute shame. And when I spoke with Fergus about just returning home to work myself, he at the time had set up a new opera company called Wide Open Opera. Mm. He said, okay, well, we'll make it work and we'll put on a production. And so we chose to do the Barbara Seville and we did it in the board. Gosh, it was amazing. And at that time, Fergus had started to think about taking the next step and writing to the Arts Council and to campaign for a national company, which was desperately needed. When we have these incredible facilities in Dublin, like the Gaiety, the board, gosh. And then when you go around the country and you see all these incredible town halls and other beautiful venues that we have, there's also space for touring. And we, you know, we need to bring opera also outside of the big city. And Fergus really had, I'm sure it took years and years and years of incredible work, but he put together an amazing proposal, which the Arts Council then backed, meaning that then last April we were able to launch with the first production, which I was in then as Susanna in The Marriage of Figaro, and we did it in The Gaiety. Well, when you look back through the lineage of teachers and everything I've had, I mean, Veronica Don, Ronnie, who I studied with in Dublin after I worked with Geraldine McGee and Dundalk, Ronnie sang everything in the gaiety. So finally to be able to go to the gaiety and also sing a role she sang on the same stage that she sang, I mean, it, was, it was incredible. And now I feel like we've opened the doors that the Irish people abroad can come home to sing mm. and also that we can offer some of Europe and the rest of the world, some of the greatest singers out there, we can bring them here to Dublin, to all over Ireland, to be honest, also with the touring that they do. And I think it's really important because Irish people are so interested in culture They'll try anything. You know, that's what I was really amazed at, that the audiences we had turned out for all different types of repertoire. Mm. It's been really incredible. It's been sitting there, you see, waiting for that's this it. initiative to come along. There you and go. it's wonderful news to hear that, you know, like so many people who emigrated in the very yep. bad times in the last decade, we see so many coming back now. It's and it's brilliant to see it's that really as brilliant. well with artists uh, like yourself. Now, besides, you know, debuting uh, here in Ireland, what was New York like? <laughs> it was wonderful. It was wonderful. Obviously, being Irish in New York is... I mean, it's like just being a celebrity for nothing, just speaking. 
uh, it happened a few times that people would pay for your coffee as you ordered or something because they just liked the accent and they were there on their holidays or their great grandfather was Irish or whatever. Um, musically, it was really incredible. The The Metropolitan Opera is gigantic. It is absolutely huge. And to walk out on the stage the first day with all the lights on and you think, oh, Lord above, how am I going to fill this space? Do you actually feel like that with all your years experience? Do you still get that when you go into an environment sure, like that? Sure. I mean, this is incredible. They fit 5,000 people in there, you know, so you think, Phew. and uh, it's like a football pitch. The stage is so big. And when it's all empty, it's really, really gigantic, you know. Um, but as with anything else, we rehearse the piece. And then once the people are in, well, you don't think about yourself at all, then you're in the character. Um, and it was wonderful. I mean, my family all came and I, I did two pieces, one after the other. So I did the Tales of Hoffman and then I was there all over Christmas to do Hansel and Gretel, um, which beautiful. was just wonderful. Yeah, you know? beautiful. And look at the look at the population you have there and, and the demand to see as well. It, sure. It's sensational. So that was another thing ticked off these many boxes that you've been ticking all these years. What else this year? You, you've done a lot of travel, haven't you? I've done a huge amount of travel. I mean, the big thing really for me in New York was I was desperate to sing in St. Patrick's Cathedral. You know, it's the most it's the most Irish place mm-hmm. in New York. And I had been out and in and out and I thought, God, how am I going to do it? And it took months and months and months of calling different people until we finally worked out who knew the Cardinal because the Cardinal has to approve yes. each person that sings there because they have the most incredible music staff there. Mm. Um, and as it turned out, they invited me then to sing at Midnight Mass on Christmas Eve, which is just, I mean, it's unbelievable. It's all a ticketed event. It, not that you would have to pay for the tickets or anything, but just because the demand for people that want to go. And it was the most incredible experience. You know, it was like one of the travel highlights, let's of say. Of your me. year. Yeah. Let me head to a short break because I'm going to tell listeners, we have a recording of that night to listen to in a moment. Tara Erhardt is my special guest on the show today. <laughs> She's staying with us for a while and we're going to hear that performance just after this break. Tara, you were just mentioning there before the break one of the highlights of your year, St. Patrick's Cathedral and singing there at the Midnight Mass. We have it. I, I, we have Amazing. the recording here. So, <laughs> so just a little bit of background, how this came about. So luckily for me, one of the main sponsors from the Opera House knew the Cardinal and I asked him to put me in touch, which we did. And I said, could I sing it anything? There must be some morning mass or some, anything at all, anything at all. But when he realised that I was Irish, he offered me if I wanted to sing um, Oh Holy Night at Midnight Mass Christmas Eve. I mean, it was incredible, incredible. Mm. Well, let's hear how incredible it was. Here she is from St. Patrick's <laughs> Cathedral just about a year ago, Tara Erard and Oh Holy Night. Oh 
my god imagine you're going to be doing that in St Peter's Church of Ireland in Drogheda this Thursday right. evening yes yeah we're yeah, going yeah. to hear it here the big staple of the Christmas uh, repertoire <laughs> Pauline will have a banner direct from New York City St Patrick's <laughs> to St Peter's Church of Ireland in Drogheda I can just see it it's just such a Christmas classic isn't it it is amazing yeah mm. yeah also one of those things that as a young singer you wait for the kind of graduation to Oh Holy Night you know you, you sing all the other solos first and then you're you're itching to get at it <laughs> Now, you've done a lot of interviews, paper interviews and magazine interviews this year, and I've been perusing, if you don't mind, (laughs) and uh, interesting things that have come up from the last time we spoke a a few years back. You're a great people watcher. I do. I enjoy that a lot. I mean, you have to think that in the opera... You know, I spend 90% of my time playing other characters and that's men and women, boys and girls. And um, it's, it's, it's a big part of the thing to watch, for example, how people walk. Um, you know, and I spend a humongous amount of time in the airport. So I have plenty of time for people watching. And you pick up really interesting little things, you know, by watching people. It's really interesting. Ikea. Yeah, oh, well, Ikea is a big thing. Ikea is a big you thing. You were a spotter in Ikea one day. You're very observant. I was saying that. You were watching people actually going through where you see the displays and everything was cool, calm and collected. Is this right? That's right. And then... They go downstairs. And all hell breaks loose. Always. Always. <laughs> I think it is a stressful place. You're better off to go by yourself. That's what I learned. Um, but it was really interesting. I went before we did The Marriage of Figaro and it was so interesting to see all these different couples and how they reacted differently when they got downstairs. It was a stress for everybody. Mm-hmm. And with some people, there were fallouts. And with other people, they, they kind of just managed. You know, but it was so interesting. It's so interesting. And in, for a piece like The Marriage of Figaro where you have so many different couples I was able to then relate and pick different you know match people up with different characters so you actually bring that into your performance you you look at life 
And sure. you bring it into something that was written many moons ago and performed Absolutely. many, many yeah. times. But you're bringing this... Like I have other colleagues who would go maybe to the art gallery and they'd look at pictures to see the colours and to see how people kind of looked at each other. For me, I think it's more um, relatable if I actually see people and see... Mm what you know how people are and what they do and it's it's very interesting so tell me this what are you afraid about missing out on f o m o the fear of missing out <laughs> is that you <laughs> that's most of the time that's anything but what I'm would you miss out active. on tara very little i try i miss out on very little that's the <laughs> truth of us um but for example i would be a great one for even if i am in a different city or a different country Facebook social media is an amazing thing because you're able to look up and see who else is there and generally you know there's a humongous group of singers on the circuit but you're guaranteed there's somebody you know or somebody that's a friend of a friend so you Mm. always have somebody to meet and in that sense there's always people to go and have a coffee with or you know learn something new about or maybe they might know something about the city you don't or and if there's nobody I am a great woman for then going on a big red bus tour or I have no problem like being around by myself. But that's the kind of, um, you know, I'm not somebody then who would sit all day in the apartment and just wait for the show or wait for the rehearsal because I would have a fear of missing out and not seeing what's moving and shaking or happening in that city or that country. It's, it's very interesting. And that's a great part of the job is that I get to see all these different places. Mm. You're you know? obviously comfortable in your own company as well. Oh, absolutely. And that's important, yeah, I'm yeah. sure, to you in preparation sure. for, for what you do as well. Tara Erot is with us on Late Lunch. If you care to comment, 086-1800-658 is the WhatsApp or text number. Oh, you know the usual number to call in on 1857 She's in the northeast, St. Peter's Church of Ireland, the beautiful venue in Drogheda. This Thursday evening, there are some tickets left. This is an opportunity not to be missed, I tell you folks, for Christmas. Drihid.com or 0419833946 of the Drihid Art Centre. If you want tickets, I'd advise you get them. If you're intending going, you can take your chances, but I wouldn't do it. She's not going anywhere. She's staying with me. We have to hear another song. We have it ready for you. And we have more to chat about just after news and weather at two. Tara Erots, my special guest on Late Lunch this afternoon ahead of her appearance at the Drogheda Classical this Thursday evening in St Peter's Church of Ireland in Drogheda. Now this year is really an unprecedented year for you because I mentioned at the start you're a decade in Munich and uh, you're home yesterday for what will be your longest stint Christmas and New Year, yes? Yeah. I mean, obviously, opera-wise, it's exceptionally busy over Christmas. So I've only been off every second Christmas, but usually I'd only be off from maybe the 22nd and have to go back already on the 26th. So this is like real luxury <laughs> to get home already. Brilliant. I'd say bring on the mum and Joe, the dad, and the rest of the family, Keen and Eva. they'll all be delighted to have you here this year, won't they? I certainly hope so. Are you listening? <laughs> This is unprecedented. Come on, in the Gerard clan. This has to be an extra special one, folks. Ah, oh, but we have to mention Keen. He's a daddy. Keen is a daddy to baby Killian, who is just gorgeous. And I'm an aunt. A godmother, oh. in fact. A godmother. Even so better. You a double whammy there. Yeah. And you did mention your sister, Aoife, is a fine singer as well. Aoife is an amazing singer. Actually, the lady at the reception, she was saying, oh, I know you from the Redemptress from St. Gerard's Novena. And a lot of people, Aoife and I both sang at the Novena, but a lot of people think there's only one of us. There's definitely two. Um, we look very alike, but Aoife is an amazing singer. 
She's really, really talented. Aoife is also exceptionally academically talented as well, mind you. Okay. So um, she works for the Department of Foreign Affairs. So if you're ever stuck, the Erard household <laughs> is where you give a shout. Don't never mind anything else if you're in bother. No, I'm not. Forget I ever said that. Don't even go near these people. Not at all. Anyway, like, to come back to you, um, uh, you, you, your taste in music, Adele. Oh, I love Adele. Yeah, she's brilliant. I love her. I mean... I find it so interesting. She suffers t- really terribly with nerves when it comes to performance. So she hates to perform live at all. But her recordings are amazing. Um, and I just like that she's very true to her own instrument and she writes all the stuff herself. Mm. Outside, when I'm not working, I would listen to, I mean, a lot of Ella Fitzgerald, Frank Sinatra, Adele, Big Mix, a lot of Neil Diamond. Um I wouldn't maybe have the radio on, I have to say. Like, I wouldn't know maybe exactly what the new releases are now, unless they're in the shops. My ear picks up stuff so quickly, and I'm terrible. Like, I could be walking around any shop singing away to whatever's playing in the background. <laughs> I'm sure it's incredibly annoying for other people. But um, It's Tara Erard. How could it be annoying to anybody? <laughs> I'm sure, do you I'm know sure what you're can. getting? Do you know who's singing beside you? Hey, could you do Sweet Caroline at an old Christmas party? Love it, love it. <laughs> oh, there you but, are. Um, I think it's really, it's important also to listen to other things and, you know, yeah. it's good for the ears too. Absolutely. Now you read, I know as well, and a book that you enjoyed this year was featured as our book of the month on our book oh. club here in Late Lunch. Oh my God, what a complete. Ashling, you yes. loved it. I laughed from start to finish. I made a big um, debut in Barcelona in February and I, w- I didn't know anybody in the city. I don't speak any Spanish. So I was kind of managing by speaking to people in Italian. And um, I had quite an amount of time again in my own company. And so Aoife sent me this book and I mean, I laughed, I cried, I did everything from start to finish. It was so funny. And then actually the two girls are amazing. The two authors, they're both on on Twitter. And so I started to tweet them, say, you know, this was incredible. So then they sent me a, a copy of the second book, which I got to read a little bit early. It was just amazing. It was absolutely gas. I don't know that there's ever been anything written, certainly in my time, that is so quintessentially Irish. I think there's not an Irish person who wouldn't love us. God, that is some recommendation. I'm not surprised. It's been flying high in the bestsellers. It's amazing. And it's been loved by one and all. And I'm, and you enjoyed it so much as well. What about The Crown on uh, Netflix? Oh, it's fabulous. A fabulous, fabulous piece. People keep telling me, Jerry, you who love the royal family have to see this. Oh, you must. Yeah, I mean, forget about the, the stories are amazing and, and the, the script is wonderful, but the filmography of it the costuming and all the the set it's really incredible how they did it Mm. it's highly addictive Mm -hmm. so it's one of those things you can easily binge watch you could spend hours you know it's really a so that day I get over the holidays to myself on my own I should just (laughs) go for it is that what you're telling me All right, I'll take you up on that one (laughs) look at this this wonderful talent you have has taken a lot of work and it does not come easy you put in a lot of time Sure, yeah. You have to practice, obviously, every day. And the one thing is, it's not an instrument that I can take out and put in a box. So if I go for a walk and it's super cold, well, that cold will have an effect on the voice. Or if I, you know, go and I have I sit somewhere and it's incredibly loud and I talk too much, the voice will be tired. Well, that has an effect. So there aren't. it's not just um, the amount of practice you do, it's also the kind of vocal health you keep throughout the year. I fly, I, I fly with a thing called a humidifier, which is a little mask. I really only do it on, on very long flights. 
it looks ridiculous. I'm sure people think I'm carrying all sorts of deadly diseases. But it's it keeps the voice um, lubricated so that, you know, when you get off the flight, you can go straight to work. Otherwise, the air on the airplane is incredibly dry. So it might take a day or two before the voice is back to normal. Those are little things you just learn along the way. And on top of that, sure, you have to practice because it's not just keeping the voice fit. It's a muscle like any other muscle. Um, but there's also the learning of all of the repertoire. I am just sitting, thinking this here as well. The repertoires, the words, the different languages, the way you deliver it. My God Almighty, it's it must always be going round in your mind, is it? All the time, all the time, all the time. I talk in my sleep and everything. It it goes all the time, (laughs) all the time. But the stories are very interesting, and the very most important thing that I was taught from the beginning was to tell a story. And Geraldine McGee was such a genius in the way she imparted that onto me and how important it was and she told me that my job as a singer was to tell other people this story so not only did she help me get over any kind of nerves because I was really delivering something to somebody else it wasn't me doing anything but she taught me something that I use every single day you know it's in my kind of technical toolkit and um, once you think of the story regardless of what language your your brain can kind of bring it forward and, 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 and make the memory work. And connect with people all over the world of different backgrounds, different nationalities. Oh my God, you have just an amazing gift. You, you really do, Tara. Thank and I want to remind much. people again, this is a unique opportunity in the North East. She's coming to uh, St. Peter's Church of Ireland in Drogheda. Thursday night, it's happening this Thursday night. There are still some tickets av- uh, available. Drihid.com uh, if you want to find out more there. And uh, the number is available if you Google it there. I have it here. 0419833946. That's 0419833946. Now, we heard uh, the brilliant rendition of Oh Holy Night from St. Patrick's in New York City, which you will be singing on Thursday. And we're going to finish today with another uh, classic from Mozart. But before I do, may I say to you, Congratulations on all your success. Thank you I know very you much. have many plans ahead 2019, 2021, and 22 and beyond. And I ain't surprised. It's great to have you back with us on the show today. You're one of my favourite guests, oh, I have to say. That's that. very kind. Thank you for joining me. And I'll be there on Thursday night oh, myself. Great. I can't wait. I really can't. But you might introduce the song Mozart, what we're going to hear now. And this is another one you're going to sing Thursday. This is something else that's on the programme on Thursday. This is one of my very favourite roles to perform. The role is called Sesto, the aria is called Parto Parto. And he's saying to Vitellia, the queen, that he will go and he will fight for her. But the thing that's going to make him brave enough to go is if she'll just turn around and look at him once. I'd look at you and listen to you forever, Tara Erard. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you for joining me. Thanks a million.
With Blackstone Motors Drogheda, your local Renault selection dealer. With over 250 quality used cars in stock, there's always something for everyone at Blackstone Motors. Check out our used stock online at blackstonemotors.ie. 50 years yes Dundalk Credit Union are celebrating uh, this year and this Sunday there's a very special concert in St. Patrick's Cathedral in Dundalk. Tickets are a tenner and five euro if you're a member of the Credit Union. That's at eight o'clock on Sunday evening. It's Requiem Marvna and it's by Odrin O'Cassidy and it's featuring the RD Concert Band, the Garda Band, Shibales, the brilliant Zoe Conway, the Trader Singers and it's just a very special show for Christmas and one again I'd highly recommend to you. I have a couple of pairs of tickets to give away for that wonderful show on late lunch this afternoon. Would you like to go to St. Patrick's uh, Cathedral in Dundalk this Sunday evening and all proceeds are going to St. Patrick's Soup Kitchen, St. Vincent de Paul and Dundalk Simon Community so you're supporting charity as well two pair of tickets to give away on late lunch today difficult question again what's the Irish word for Tuesday oh they're very tough these questions what is the Irish word for Tuesday I want your answers please to 086-1800-658 by text or WhatsApp as soon as you can and we'll pick a couple of winners for those before the end of the show the puddings are arriving Sinead the puddings are, are arriving more in today just let everybody know again best Christmas pudding in the North East for the 10th year on late lunch the last day for your puddings is this day week Tuesday week this day week the 18th we need them in for the 18th we'll pretend on that we'll pre-test pre-taste <laughs> on the next day all of the puddings will be tasted and then we'll shortlist for women with opinions they're in was on the Thursday and they will pick the overall winner Sinead it's a hell of a hamper isn't it for the winner this year I oh. just spotted the hamper this morning <laughs> it's a mega one it's a tasty mega one but you know I remember last year as well we were sort of um, bombarded weren't we with the amount mm, of puddings that came mm. in there was so so many to yes. taste you were like <laughs> stuffed from all the pudding yeah. I love the day after the closing day 
date because we have a massive pudding fest that <laughs> yeah. day, tasting them all. But we genuinely will taste them all. So get your timing right. Close the business next Tuesday, the 18th, for your puddings and a winner announced before we break for the Christmas. Have you got her lined up there? I'm I not, do. I'm, I not, do. I'm, not, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm, I, you have her lined up. Anyway, let's okay. have a listen to Miss Ava Flynn. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Ho, ho, ho. She just about made it, didn't she? She just about made it. I was going to say, no, that is Miss Ava Flynn. And it's recording, would you believe, from a year ago. Last year, yeah. Last year. No, she has a a newer version. She is our (laughs) 2018 hit and we will play that for you, I promise you, over the coming days. But look, I'll tell you what this is about. Christmas cuties. Yes, we want to hear from your children singing and performing for Christmas. And we have lovely prizes to give away every day next week. We have a €100 Euro voucher each day, a gift voucher from Dundalk Shop, Shop Local. Dundalk. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Bookshop Local, the people sponsoring Christmas Cuties on late lunch this year. So what do we want them to do, Sinead? Yes, okay, so what we need is just a short little video. Uh, Send it to us via WhatsApp if you can or email or whatever. And it's just a little recording of your child doing their Christmas song. So like you heard there with Ava and her lovely jingle bells. Um, So anything at all, uh, you could have a group of children at the Christmas tree. We had some of them last year. We had some little tiny tots, I remember from last year, that just had one little verse and they might say Merry Christmas or something Yeah. but the big thing is that when once you send us the video that you're sort of giving your permission for, for us. us to put it up on our Facebook and for us obviously to play the audio over the airwaves yes. as well um, and you could be going into the draw as well then to, to win this lovely 100 prize 100 a day yes yeah. 100 a day next week each day and a lovely prize that, that is so get cracking and if you only want to send us audio it's fine if oh, you just yes. want to send us yes. an audio we'll take the audio yeah, so be an audio indeed. video get them into us get working get cracking on them now which 
your wee children yep. and singing their little Christmas songs. All comers welcome. Yes. And we're going to be playing as many as we can. Yes, and we're gonna, when we're going to put them over the, the social media as well. Yes. So info at lmfm.ie or the WhatsApp number 086-1800-658. We'll get them there as well. Please put your name, address, child's name, <laughs> all, all your the details, details there that, you that you can you on it. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting excited today. I am, I'm so excited. Oh, yeah, you can just feel it here, can't you, yeah, in the studio? I love and, this competition. Oh, we did just, this last year and it was yeah, just brilliant. It just went so well and we're, 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 we know, we know we're going to get them in by the new time from you uh, And sure, Jerry, isn't it, like, I mean, look, at the end of the day, Christmas is about kids, it's, you know, and about kids doing little, you know, their party oh, piece and all that sort of stuff. Listen, so. it's just about them. It really is just about them. You're right there, Sinead, and it's their time and with Santa coming and I all know, the excitement so around that and the build up to it. I think the build up, you know, you know this time. I, I, I love I, this time. Yeah, I, I yeah. love the build up to it. I, I know I, I adore Christmas Day and the quietness, especially the next day, Stephen's Day when things easy, you know, when you're yeah. in the middle of cooking the dinner and making sure the turkey is <laughs> 100% and all that. But uh, it's the build up. It's, it's the run up to it. And, you know, it's about as well at this time. I know people, there's a lot of shopping and stuff to be done, but enjoy it. Try and enjoy the time as well. You know, take- well, do, do you know what, Jerry? This is the first year that we've done a Secret Santa in our house and it's the best thing ever. Really? Because you don't have as much stress. You have to think about one person. Yeah. And it's just about, do you know what? Okay, come together as a family you know, spending time, that's more what I would be about. And as long as the kids are happy on Christmas morning, I don't really care about anything else, do you know? Yes. Now, can I read? The Christmas cards are coming as well. Another yes, part of it, you see there. them building up here. And I got a lovely card. I was shown to Sinead this morning. And I do want to read it to you. It says, Hi, Jerry. I'm writing to say thank you for being there for Aidan and a lovely heart beside it. He absolutely loved being live on radio with you. And most particularly special to him was the time he talked all about Padre Pio and I know Aidan had a deep uh, devotion to him and I'm talking about the late Aidan Murphy. You may remember Aidan, we followed his journey from he was diagnosed with a very serious cancer and he battled it like hell, he really did. But at the end of the day he went on his way from this life in the last year and it was really sad to hear of his passing but this card has come in and it continues it says Aidan is with us every day and continues to send us very many signs we miss him so much in our lives and especially our adventures over County Meath chasing his balloons he loved the hot air balloons Jerry my daughter Leah drew this card and you are on the list for getting one it's beautiful Aidan was our very dear friend so thank you for bringing joy to Aidan he loved your passion and ease to talk to. Thank you, Helen, Barry, Leah and Scott. And that comes in from the Colgans in Drumcree in County Meath. It's one of the nicest Nicest and most special cards I've ever got. I feel emotional, actually, as I read it and I think of Aidan today. And I was showing Sinead, I have Aidan's picture in our gallery. Yes, He's up there, number one. I see him every day when I go in, when we do stuff on social media and that. There he is and I think of him and I say a little prayer for him as well. But thank you so much for that beautiful card. I really do appreciate it. And I love cards at Christmas time. I really do. We're heading towards 2.30 and uh, next up on Late Lunch, it's our focus on business. Yes, let's talk business. And Brona Conlon is the star of 
the show today. We're going to talk business for the next while on Late Lunch and we're continuing our series called Let's Talk Business on the show. And today, our featured entrepreneur, businesswoman and many more strings besides she has to her bow is Brona Condon from Listoke Gin. Brona is with us. Robert Murray is here. He's Vice President of Drogheda Chamber who are the people who put this idea on foot with us here on the Late Lunch show. And I'm delighted to welcome back Brendan Casey from The Mill in Drogheda who's been with us uh, through the series also. You're all very welcome to the show. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank well, Brona Conlon, how the hell are you? When I see you, I just think of dynamism. A woman who's a dynamo in, in business and in our life. I came across you first when you were in Monaster Boys and had, do you remember the pigs, pigs and, and the hens, and, the hens <coughs> and all that type of stuff that you were doing out there? But prior to that jam, wasn't it? Yes, yes, sorry. First of all, thank you for having us back on again. It's lovely to be here. Um, And yeah, we did. We actually had the jam factory in Drogheda. Mm. It was called the Real Irish Food Company. We were up in Boyne Business Park for maybe 10, 12 years. Um, And now we have our, we've just moved our distillery now out to to New Business Park. So I suppose I've been, um, with my northern accent, I've been working in Drogheda and had business in Drogheda for the last 19 years. Mm. So it's a long time. It's a long time. And and you've been involved in quite a lot. Putching, I remember you here one day with putching, weren't you as well? I've had had putching and (laughs) now the gin and you know what? Legal Legal putching. putching, We just have to say it wasn't from a she being or produced at the side of a ditch or anything like that. Well, I told you that anyway. (laughs) And I believe everything you tell me, let me say. Absolutely. But you you have, you are a woman who is uh, always, you know, busy, on the go, looking at ideas, willing to try things as well. Where does that come from? Um, I don't know, really. I suppose it's needs must to a large degree. Um, My alternative was to stay at home and rear the three children myself, and I didn't really want to do that. I was quite happy for them to go to the childminder in school and to give me freedom. But um, I know I love, I've always been out and about from I was a kid. I've always been interested in food, actually, always. And uh, then I suppose the food industry has led into the drinks industry. Mm. So I suppose my big thing is that when the kids were small, I made jam. So they're bigger and I make gin. So they still love me. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So let's talk about Listoke. It's a relatively young business, isn't it? Yeah, well, so we're, we're just two years trading uh, last month mm. and uh, we've moved into a beautiful new premises out in Tenure, which is, and we have a gin school in it. So our gin school now, we can manage, we can hold anything between 18 to 20 people at any given time for the school. Um, but we've just literally gone from strength to strength. We're now exporting to the States, to Australia, to Russia and into Europe. So, um, and that's kind of just happened in the last three or four months. Mm. So it's busy. Yeah, because last time I talked to you, your partners were in the States building up a network, you know, working on developing channels over there for you as well. Mm. Where has this gin revolution come from? Well, I have no idea, but I hope it stays for another little while. (laughs) (laughs) But that's a a question of mine. You know, when you have the microbreweries as well, and we're talking about Mm -hmm. an explosion of those, we have whiskey distilleries now, uh, and the gin is another thing. Is it sustainable? Um, it, it is and it isn't. There there are too many out there. That's always going to be the case. Um, some will survive and some won't. An awful lot of the gins uh, that are currently being launched in Ireland, there's about 45 at this stage. But, you know, 90% of them will be connected to wanting to set up a whiskey brand ultimately. Mm. And But whereas we're the only distillery that have actually built out of 16, 17 distilleries now, we're the only one that has built specifically for gin. So... I suppose, look, what we're trying to do is we're different. We're outside the box with our um, 
with our with our gin school and with our marketing campaign from that point of view. And then we're also outside the box in that our owners and directors are actually on the on foot in America. Mm. So that has made a big big difference. So. I'm hoping that we'll be one of the ones that'll survive. Yeah, of course. And, and, and Me too. <laughs> look, there has to be. There has to be a number, is yeah. right. And you're yeah. in there and, and making waves, just not at home, but abroad. Yeah. Rona, are there one, two or three or more things that are fundamental to make a successful business? Um, yes, there is. I think one of the biggest things is belief in yourself. Um, and that's very, very hard to achieve. Believe me, it is. Because so many times you get a good hammer and you get knocked back down. Um, and it's, it's it's so, so hard to believe in yourself. Another big thing for me is network of people. I've, as I'm involved. I'm the chairperson of the Discover Boyne Valley Flavours, which is the Boyne Valley Food Series at present. Um, and that has really been helpful because there's a huge network of people there that are all in the same boat as me you know and that we all work together and it's not I'm not the boss there which mm. is you know but it's very very different when you're at work mm. um, and I'm just saying he's seeing here with, with the mill coming up with the Illuminate programme I mean I think I'm one of the first to put my name down for that and I think the other big big thing that's important is to continually train you know to know that you just don't know everything and just keep on going mm. so I'm signing up to do my eight week seven week course with the Illuminate program to try and, and just bring back focus and bring back understanding and you know because it's so easy just to get caught up in the daily everything and it's just to come back and train again it's good for you Brendan isn't that interesting that you have a woman like Brona with her experience and the businesses she's been involved in and the success she's been saying that here she is want to be part and you can tell us what this new program is about uh, at the mill it's, it, 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 it's, it's, it's something to take note of isn't it yeah, um, we launched Illuminate yesterday actually with Anne Riley of Paycheck Plus and Alma from Agri Kids, two other great female entrepreneurs. And I suppose one of the things I did comment on, you know, in the mill at the moment, we've about 30 entrepreneurs, but we've only about three female entrepreneurs. So we're probably even below the national average. Mm. Um, we've always tried to support on female entrepreneurship and one of our very first events actually I think Bona might have been involved in it five years ago was about female entrepreneurship so this is the uh, this is the third time that we've actually ran Illuminate and we bring in DCU Ryan Academy so they're the experts in female entrepreneurship and we bring them down for about uh, seven full day sessions uh, they work on what's called a business model canvas so it's like a, a one page business plan but as Bona said it's, it's very much taking a step back concentrating and working on your business uh, it's sometimes you know if you're one two man that's even a bit sexist two man operation <laughs> two woman two operation woman. <laughs> two person operation uh, it, it, it's hard to get the time to step back um, and as Bona said again also you know increasing your network so you'll be with you know 14, 15 other female entrepreneurs I've seen them you know they all learn off each other um, it's a great opportunity to feed in with Enterprise Island, with DCU Ryan Academy. We're bringing in M1, the Drogheda Chamber Skillnet uh, is involved in it as well. So they can bring additional training needs. So if we identify uh, any other training needs during those two months, uh, yeah. the Skillnet can get involved there and uh, you know react very quickly to the mm. needs. We have women listening today who are, who are in business, who are working away, who are in their cars today, are at their desk in their business, are travelling or whatever. How do they get onto this programme? What's the criteria? So generally, this is set up for women who are really in business for a year or two at this stage. Okay. And that's the crunch time. So um, again, Bona mentioned belief. And, you know, it's common 
acknowledge that sometimes female entrepreneurs, you know, the males sort of bluff it a little bit more. I think it's fair to say that. Uh, and, you know, self-confidence, you know, it's important. Um, and taking that first step. So sometimes it's just your first employee. Sometimes it's getting a full-time office. Sometimes it's exporting, you know, pivoting a little bit, changing a business model. You know, so this is a, a time to step away one day a week um, complete that business model canvas on your business so you're not doing it to get an accreditation yes. you're actually working on your business over those two months and you really uh, pull back a little bit and again I'm just going to allude to Anne Riley yesterday at Paycheck Plus because she said something very interesting that she takes you know she literally goes on holidays I'm sure she won't mind me saying three times a week three times a year uh, just to step away that you need that breathing space uh, to look well what am I going to be doing in six months, in yes. six, six years, two years, yeah. three years? And you need that breathing space. So this is, you know, good option. And the name of the programme again is? Illuminate. And if people want to find out, contact the mill, is it? They can contact the mill, uh, M1, draw the chamber skill net as well. Okay, so either draw the chamber or the mill, you'll get all the details mm-hmm. on this. Just come back to you for a second. You, you start with a gin. Yeah. One gin, that's the way it started. That's how I started. What yeah. have you in your, in your product range now? Well, we have... Um, We've actually got a slow gin that we've that we've just launched, which is uh, different to most in that we've used local Irish honey as well as the sugar syrup now to 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 sweeten it up a bit, and we did a, ra- a range for Aldi under the Tarragon label, so we've now just sent two containers out to Australia, Aldi in Australia as well, and the first container sold out in ten days in Aldi, so Irish Tarragon, you know, <laughs> has just it's just taken over Australia now too, so it's brilliant. It's just something different. So how many are involved in the business? and How many jobs have you? Job creation is a big thing. Huge. Um, currently we have, it actually frightens me sometimes, we have seven full-time and six part-time staff. Uh, Isn't that terrific in mm. such a short space of time when you're trying to develop brands, when you're trying to open up markets and yeah. do all that besides and, and look at what you have? Mm-hmm. I know, brilliant. and then have to find the payroll at the end of the month. I know. But, but I know. It, you know, but it is working for us. You know, we have brought in an investor and uh, the, the, it's been working really, really well from that point. So it's allowed for the expansion mm. and it's also allowed for the, um, I suppose, the, the launches in Australia, especially Australia and, and the US, mm. which has cost quite a bit. So, yeah, it's working. We're so talking far. business on late lunch this afternoon. Brona Conlon from the Stoke Gin is with us. Uh, Brendan Casey is here from the Mill as well. And we're going to talk after the break, taking a short break, to Robert Murray. He's Vice President of Drada Chamber. We're talking business on late lunch this uh, Tuesday afternoon. I want to welcome to the show Robert Murray. He's Vice President of Drada Chamber. And he's been sitting, listening to Brona and Brendan talking in the first part of our feature there. Uh, you're very welcome, Robert. Um, Thanks very much, Jerry. You wanted uh, and to mention something about Brona because this is very important isn't it yeah I think I should really start with a big congratulations to Brona for um like she was the winner um with the Stoke Gin in the startup of the year award um in the Drogheda Business Excellence Award so congratulations and I'm just listening actually um it's a great achievement but I'm just listening to the um the fact that two years in business which I think is remarkable and you mentioned three words there that I just took a note of um the first one was belief um, networking was another one mm-hmm. and training and that's actually the real kind of um, you know, it's, the, it's at the core of, of the, what the Chamber hope to do and hope to be able to give back to members um, I'm a member I was just saying to Jerry just at the break there that I'm a member since 2009 um, I'm on council for 18 months but um, as I was driving back here just for the for the interview I was in Dublin this morning and three words popped into my head that actually link very closely to those three words Brona um, the first one was inclusion um, engagement 
and collaboration. Those those three words, um, inclusion for me, like you know, being part of it and uh, being included and being welcomed, and that was one thing that the chamber did for me, particularly as a business manager rather than a business owner. And I think that's a real big um, mm. point to make that you don't have to be a business owner to be part of the chamber and to get benefits from the chamber. Mm-hmm. So um, that's really that's really that 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 point um, is very important. And then the engagement then is that you know there's no point in being a member and not being engaged. And you're a new member this year, and you're welcome. Um, the um, it's it's actually just you know to get back what you what you put in, I suppose, as well is very important. We've got a great um, president this year as well, as you know, Shona McManus. Sure. And Shona, um, I was actually talking to Shona this morning and you mentioned about the exporting to the US. She was on a flight over to uh, Toronto and she was telling me just this morning that she picked up the Cara magazine and there you were in the Cara magazine in the top 10 in the world for gin. So that's a remarkable achievement for two years in business. Yeah, top, top 10 venue. We'll not get you out the door. <laughs> <laughs> or did you may float out the door at this stage with that, Robert. That's only Just, if we drink the gin. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're in watershed. We'll leave that later on. But uh, I have to say, but that that like that is something else, like to be yeah. named in that. And yeah. think of all the people who are on international flights coming in and out of Ireland there as well. Uh, yeah, and it's funny because actually Cara Magazine have managed to pick us up. Um, there was an article done about a year ago with the Boyne Valley Food Series and we were part of that but we've been since in that most weekends but that one in particular Mm. I actually uh, somebody else has sent me a photo as well and I was bowled over by it because it's there's venues from all around the world and we're one of the top 10 from a, mm. from an experience point of view mm. and that's the gin school but actually with our gin we also won the best gin in Europe for 2018 oh, yeah. fantastic and that that's for us was second to the chamber award is it a second oh, absolutely no no the chamber award is actually it's physical i can see it it's a, it's, it's in pride of place just another point that that strikes me there you mentioned that you have foot soldiers and fellow directors on the ground all over the world especially the states and opening up markets have you an online presence uh, we have for selling online. Yes. You mean no? We don't, we're not selling online as yet. Uh, we, there's, there's classes are for sale online. Yes. Uh, so th- we've a very very brilliant actually interactive yes. website. If you and want to you book, can book and on, go and be taught and make your that, own gin. All the all that goes online. through online. Do you Absolutely. ever envisage being uh, uh, having an online presence for the product? Not really. Um, just from a, a logistics point of view, yeah, because then okay. it would be a whole new. I mean, I'd end up probably employing somebody just to do that. Yes, you know. Yes. So uh, not that I don't mind employing people, but <laughs> you know, there's a limit to what we can do. I know. Um, but it's not really plan A. Plan A is to produce good gin. Yes, and, and that's what we're doing. Get it out the get routes out. to market, out mm-hmm. into premium uh, retailers, and sell it through those. Be yeah. they you mentioned was well, it Lidl, Lidl, Lidl or Aldi? Uh, you well, the Tower Gins and Aldi, but we've yeah. our own gin in O'Brien's and Tesco's and mm-hmm. Super Value, mm-hmm. and then a lot of of um, local off licenses. And I have to say as well we the local pubs and bars and restaurants in the region here have been very supportive of, of which us is, which is really and it's great been to hear huge you know mm. we can go in anywhere and we'll see a bottle of stoke gin on the shelf mm. and we know that it's been asked for by the consumer in, in the region so from that point actually just thank you to everybody that is supporting it but for us it just makes it so so important that we we are being supported locally and that we go back and support locally and that's one of the big things for Christmas this year you know for for us as well is the is the local support Robert yeah just to, just to jump in there and I think the shop local message is important particularly now um I think it's it's really important to to um, to support mm-hmm. local businesses I just recently actually and it's it's a pride thing as well when you when you go away and you go somewhere you you want to find you want to find um something locally to bring and and the quality products that you have I I I brought it only during the summer. I was looking for it now. It was 
beautiful bottle and I know the branding is, is, is really important to you as well because I know we share a, we, we share a designer actually in, on the, on yeah, the BAM Media on, yeah in BAM Media who are excellent as well um, but um, I think it's really important to try and find something from home to bring it away if you're bringing it abroad or even if you're bringing it down to Wicklow or if you're bringing it over to you know it's something really nice to be able to bring that's mm-hmm. and kind of to draw the kind of stamp on it which is really lovely like, yeah. you know. and it is important to say that for all over the region here in the North East mm-hmm. shopping local supporting local this Christmas Spending some money in your local community can make all the difference to mm-hmm. jobs and businesses remain opening. And we at LMFM Radio are fully in support mm-hmm. of that as well, yeah. right across the board. I just add one piece into that and then I'll, I'll stop the, on the shop local part because from, from a bottle of gin locally, um, on my own, on the business side, I actually have good involvement with the local motor dealers. And we've, again, from the Chamber's perspective, we would have supported the motor dealers on the motor show over the last eight years. And I think if you're buying a car, please buy it locally. Yeah. Um, there's there's a lot of um, there's dealerships, mm-hmm. um, like great dealerships in the area. I won't name them, but you know who they are. And um, I think they should be supported, like, you know, from the from yeah. the big yes. item to mm-hmm. the smaller item. I think just try and embrace it. It is very, locally. very yeah. important. Yeah. We'll be out of time shortly. I want to bring Brendan back in uh, and the mill and startups. I know you were talking about the, the new programme for female entrepreneurs, a year or two in business. What about startups? It's a big part of what you do. Yeah, it's a core element of what we do. Um, and I suppose... Just to heap praise on Brona as well. I mean, I've known Brona for the last five years since I've been in the mill. Uh, she's been a board member there maybe for the last two years. Mm-hmm. But I know, you know, apart from her day job, she's helped lots of startups, um, you know, on a voluntary capacity. So it's great to see her getting the support locally as well. We work very closely with both Loud and Mead Local Enterprise Office. They're supporters of the Illuminate program. Loud Leo have to start your own business course in the mill. So that's three times a year. Um, we have a great board of directors um, all those board of directors will meet up with startups you know so anybody I have people contacting me from outside of the mill as well if they need some advice but also internally uh, everybody based at the mill would meet up with me on a quarterly basis sometimes I'm putting them in contact with the Leo sometimes I'm putting them in contact with a board member sometimes I'm putting them in contact with another business that, that we know so maintaining that community uh, is a crucial part in building up uh, that community Folks, have to leave it there for today. Robert Murray, Vice President of Drogheda Chamber, Brendan Casey from The Mill, and our featured business today, Listoke Gin, Brona Conlon. Continued success to you. You're a great, great story. Thank and you, we're Jay. delighted to feature you on Thank Late you Lunch much. on LMFM this afternoon. Happy Christmas, Happy Christmas to you all. Thank you very much for joining me. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Drogheda, your local Renault selection dealer. With over 250 quality used cars in stock, there's always something for everyone at Blackstone Motors. Check out our used stock online at blackstonemotors.ie. What a year it's been for Lola Robinson and what a number of years it's been, I have to say, because this woman started out quite a few years ago uh, following local heroes. I think it was about six or seven years ago. The idea was put, can we get Fla Kjolna Heron to Drogheda? And as you know, uh, the rest is history. 2018, a remarkable year for the Fla and it's coming again next year. And she's been nominated and the Fla have for a number of awards. And would you believe she's on the award circuit again this evening because she's heading to the Mansion House in a few hours because she's nominated once more for Charity Impact Award. It's a national award, the Charity Impact Awards, and this is the category she's nominated in. And I thank her for popping in before she heads off. She have an awful lot to do this evening. Thanks for the few minutes you're giving us here today, Lolo. No problem, Jerry. You're more than welcome. Congratulations to you again. When did you hear about this? And just maybe tell listeners a little bit more about it. 
Well, I got a phone call about three weeks ago about this, Jerry. As far as I know, it has stemmed from the Loud PPN Awards where um, I was award- the FLA and myself were awarded um, a prize a prize at that or a certificate at that. And following that, then Grony Barrel from uh, Volunteer Ireland, from the Loud Volunteer Centre, asked, could she nominate me for an award vol- with Volunteer Ireland? So I said, yes, Grony, go ahead. So last Friday, yes, Friday evening, sorry, I have have to think which day is which at this stage. So last Friday evening um, we were invited up to the Volunteer Ireland Awards in the Carlton Hotel at Terrellstown. We had a lovely night and there were about 500 uh, entered for the awards and I have to say I was very happy to be one of 30 that were shortlisted. Brilliant. They were in 10 different categories so there was three in each category and the category I was shortlisted for was Arts and Media. Brilliant. So that happened last week, but this is a different one entirely tonight and it's the wheel. It's tied in with the people that uh, organise the wheel in the country. So the Charity Impact Award, it says this award celebrates the work of charities that have brought about positive change. 15 organisations are shortlisted, including the likes of Barrettstown, Trocra, Simon and Galway, Spun Out and yourself. Yes, that's right. Isn't that great? <laughs> it is. It's a community hero award yeah. as far as I as far as I'm aware and it's really I suppose for people who have been volunteering for a long time uh, with within the community in different organizations. Okay. So you you come under community hero. Is that your category that it you're is, in yes. as an individual yes. award? It is. That's right. Mea culpa. Yes. The other one there was the charity impact. So you're yeah. under the community hero award. So you're in there 10 nominees. There's 10 in that category. I just see right. that here. And you're one of so you've a one in 10 chance <laughs> this evening Lolo. Look you've been on it I, I, we were just talking to the chamber and doing a business segment there a while ago and I was there the night that you picked up the award for the flower recently as well has it been a series of those now since it all happened you've been on a circuit yeah well I suppose I have been on a circuit Jerry, and I have to say probably never thought of myself much of, as a volunteer until the last couple of weeks when all these things started to happen Mm. For you, you know, it was a long journey. We've talked about this before when the uh, uh, kernel of an idea for the flower came about and you made that initial presentation. I remember that in the D Hotel and each year you went back and went back and then eventually you got it and look at the year that's been in, in 2018. Um, what can we expect, you know, for 29, a bigger, better flower? Can you better 2018? Well, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But I have to say one thing that was fantastic this year, Jerry, was the weather. Mm. The weather really made a huge difference, I'd say, to the flower, you know, and there were so many people working on it and we were all volunteers and it was absolutely fantastic. So let's hope 29, we're sure 2019 would be just as so good. So that, that's the key that, and, and, and it goes without saying because it's outdoors and there are various stages and events happening as well and the people are on the streets and there's music everywhere. So please God again, we'll put the child of Prague out <laughs> the week before and hopefully it works wonders. Please God it will. Look, tell us a little bit more about you because you've been in focus for a number of years with this big event coming to the northeast. Your background is Irish dancing. Who did you start with and when did you start? Well, I started Irish dancing when I was four and I started with the late Harry McCaffrey who used to come down from Inchicore to Drogheda every every week to teach dancing. So I suppose... um, I've been volunteering, I suppose, if you want to put it that, through dancing all my life. I mean, from the age of about six or seven, I danced every Christmas day of my life until um, I actually got got married. And 
for the last number of years I've uh, danced on St. Stephen's Day I've gone round with the Wren You so have I indeed I have <laughs> <laughs> And you look well Lolo you, you, oh. you really, No but out the costumes and, and the dress and everything they add so much to that Oh they do indeed they give it a great atmosphere and I have to say the people of Drogheda and the public and Sinal have absolutely been fantastic to us We raise money for the infant care unit of the children's of Our Lady of Lourdes Children's mm. Hospital here and it's been absolutely wonderful each year we get a great reception from everybody and we enjoy it as well mm. as that back to back to you know you start at that age with Harry McAfee a legend you mentioned mm-hmm. there in the Irish dancing teaching and you go on you, you're you're competitive you compete then with him and in, as part of his school yes oh yes I did I competed for years until I did did my dancing teacher's exam at I think around 24 years of age so I competed all those years but as well as that I would have always done quite a lot of uh, charity functions I would have danced at numerous things uh, throughout the year because my dad Lord Merson was uh, worked in Cement Limited at the time and there were a group them there Roger Ryan who was one of the founders of Cultus indeed um Noel Phelan, who many oh, I would yes. remember from the circuit, uh, Dixie Nugent, Tech Caffrey. There was a group there who went around and put on shows, maybe in Mon- I remember dancing the old hall in Monaster Boyce. You know, remember dancing with uh, Dermot O'Brien in the what, what is now the Westcourt Hotel. And we did lots of functions for the Wheelchair Association, for the Red Cross, all that sort of thing right mm. throughout the years. Your dad was an angler. No, 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 he wasn't an Robinson, angler. Was that was his brother. I yes. see. Yes. Okay, he yeah. didn't fish at all, did he? No, no, no Dad no, didn't no. fish. Okay. No, interesting. I knew the Robinson name. You see, and of course Jimmy Fagan, another name that comes in that whole scenario right. of, the, of yeah. the great names who worked in Irish cement uh, there as well. So a lot of charity stuff that you danced at. You did your teaching exams. Uh, you know, to be to be a teacher. When did you set up your own school? Well, I set up my own school in actually September nineteenth. 19- 77 and I've been teaching ever since and I've always encouraged my own dancers to go out and dance and you know dance for other people as well because if you have a talent it's for sharing Yes. And and Irish dancing, it's become um, such a popular uh, pastime, not alone in Ireland now, but all over the world. And you, you know yourself, yes. the, the, the worlds and the competition yeah. that goes in there. I, I always ask the Irish dancers when they come in, you never had the hair when you started. It was just your own, Lolo. <laughs> oh, indeed it was. <laughs> what, about, what, what about these wigs? I, I'm always curious to get an angle and different teachers have different views on it. What do you think of these hairdos? I have to say, I think they're fantastic for the simple reason that I went through the years putting rollers in my hair, you know, <laughs> going to school with rollers in my hair, all that sort of thing. Whereas nowadays they can co- go swimming and get up half an hour later and they have this lovely hair and appear on stage. And, you know, it's really part of the costume because folk dancers in other countries, you don't think that all the Polish girls have lovely long black plaits. They don't, or the Chinese. And we, we've met uh, loads of different folk dancers from all over the world. And most people wear hair extensions and that. So just nowadays, they're part of the costume, mm. I think, because the costumes are so elaborate. Mm. And you have your own design on your costumes as a dance school, yes? Yes, each school has its own design. And who who came up with that? Or was that difficult to do, you know, to develop it initially? Well, I suppose initially it's going back to the days when each school maybe just had a green skirt and a white blouse or some, something like that. And then somebody else came along and they had a purple skirt and a yellow blouse or whatever. So it has just developed over the years like mm. that. And have you a particular pattern that you put on your costume that distinguishes or is it the colours that tell us that that's the Robinson School? Well, no, every, every school has their own pattern, I suppose, as well on their costumes and 
the colours and that sort of thing. Mine would be black with yellow and red and white and white on it. Mm. Have you many uh, boxes of medals and trophies gathered over the years and where are they and what do you do with them? This is uh, one I've been dying to ask you and only were coming back to me today. Well, yes, I suppose there's plenty of them. Uh, some of them I would have recycled, I have to say, but some of them um, I would have kept like special medals from, you know, maybe Ulster Championships, from Edinburgh Festival, you know, places like that. And the medals, a lot of the medals years ago were very, very distinctive. You know, the Father Matthew medals and all that sort of thing. They're special to you and, and you hold on to those. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you'd need an extension on the house if you were to <laughs> keep all that you, you won and gathered over the years. What's it like being a teacher, you know, taking that responsibility, you know, turning from somebody who was taught by Harry McCaffrey and grew up through it and competed and then to take your own school and your own students? I have to say I've really enjoyed it. I really enjoy teaching. It's and I think it helps you keep keep you young as well as that, Jerry, because you're dealing with children from maybe four years of age up to early 20s, late 20s, then uh, I suppose a sign that you're getting old is that some of these girls and boys bring their children back to you to dance, mm. you know. So, But it's, it's, it's great. I thoroughly enjoy it. Mm. I've always enjoyed teaching. It's a tremendous thing for children. Are you getting as many boys I- into the dancing? You know, th- I suppose this has always been a challenge to get the lads because boys make fantastic Irish dances and they add so much to it as well. Is it still difficult to get them? Oh, it is. And I think certain schools attract boys and that has always been the way. Um, I have very few boys now, I have to say, in my class. But definitely some of the boys that are dancing these days are absolutely fantastic. Mm. Well, listen, you're on your way. Uh, and I know leaving here in a hurry to get uh, at this stage, come on, you're well used to getting the dollop done and everything being uh, honoured by so many. But look, I wanted to just acknowledge today your nomination again for this national award. And it is in the Mansion House this evening, starting at half past six. And you're up, as you reminded me, for the Community Hero Award. I sincerely hope you win it. You, you well deserve it because you've been an integral part of bringing Flaky Olna Heron uh, to Drogheda last year and this year again and again enjoy the evening it's great to be nominated and selected and recognised but for the moment Lolo have a great night and good luck Thank you very much Derek Thank you very much for joining me on the show this afternoon that's almost a lot on Late Lunch for this Tuesday hope you have a nice evening we're coming to you live tomorrow from the Gary Kelly Centre out and about tomorrow afternoon but we dedicate this one to Lolo it's the LA's and there she goes Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.